What's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only E-Switch, a.k.a. who fucking putting a damn fucking trash can in uh, uh, weird, obscure places. Let me, um, let me be inconvenient. A.k.a. who keep putting the butter on the damn fucking toast pan. <laughs> a.k.a. The undisputed, uncontested social distancing champion, aka the Komaki Tiger Dropper, aka um, somebody gonna need to move. <laughs> somebody gonna need to move. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights, episode 118 to be exact. Uh, for those that may not know, Switch Your Sights podcast is a podcast where I talk about gaming. And that's pretty much it, really. Um, yeah. Today's date, August 26th, 2021. Um, happy, uh, well, almost no more heroes. Three Eve. Uh, let me give you, let me give you a little bit. Um, I gotta, I gotta do the auto tune. No, no more, more heroes, heroes just kill or be killed. No more heroes. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, if you've been under a rock, um, damn, um. I just had a moment. <laughs> uh, Twitch, not Twitch, but um, No More Heroes is dropping uh, tonight, midnight or 9 p.m. if you're on the Pacific time. Um, one of the best, uh, well, slash em ups, beat em ups, least series if, you, if you're not hip or if you're not into that thing. I mean, I understand, but. I'm going to at least try to try to, uh, you know, promote that pseudo agenda. Um, yeah, outside of that, <laughs> let's, uh, some quick commentary terms like, um, people busting their ass on damn, uh, on these damn crates. Somebody, <laughs> somebody going to need to stop. All right. And, uh, I am ashamed that it is, um, you know, this seemed to have, uh, from what I've witnessed, seemed to have started from black people. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed. I mean, if we, if we going to be a hundred percent honest, this generally, um, sounds like something that would have been started from, uh, white people. I'm, I'm just saying in terms of the recklessness and, uh, you know, lack of regard for your own safety and well being. This is some jackass type type stuff that that people doing. But you know what? Hey, if you want to bust your ass on some milk crates, by all means, hey, do you <laughs> not go? Not me, though. Not me, though. Couldn't it be me, though. But um, yeah, so um, what else? At least non gamer related to kind of kick some stuff off like something something crazy happened that I cannot recall damn it I mean I guess the the milk crates I think that was the biggest thing 
at least notably that like come on people why we what is our what is our uh, obsession with starting these challenges that uh, are <laughs> potentially seriously will hurt ourselves but at least that's what's come come to mind so far so um yeah at least gaming wise of course uh gamescom popped off this week um this is probably the majority of this uh podcast we'll be talking about um that's yeah mainly the biggest thing that uh, at least i can recall but um yeah without further ado let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it um let me get my gotta get my time codes get my time codes yeah so starting it off kicking it off gamescom 2021 um well, I guess there technically was, uh, it kind of technically kicked off with Xboxes, but it wasn't necessarily anything notable more or less from, uh, from an Xboxes event. I think they showed like Forza and some games we already knew about. I think maybe Dying Light 2, uh, they gave us like, I think a new trailer and a little bit of gameplay, I want to say, but at least personally, nothing that stood out or at least directly caught my attention. Um, I think some games, uh, games pass game announcements that are, you know, generally on the, um, on the indie side, but, um, I, nothing that I cannot, I can at least remember that, uh, caught my eye more or less, but at least, um, for Gamescom, uh, they had some pretty decent, uh, announcements, uh, some stuff that I think where it was rumored to start at, um, was rumored to start during, um, the game awards or, you know, that was supposed to premiere at the game awards, but did not. And I guess eventually showed up here. So let's start that off specifically. Um, That would be, let's see, because it's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, starting off, uh, this was rumored. Well, I think it, it started as being rumored, then actually got announced or pre-announced <laughs> before it was officially announced um, or hinted at, I guess. But uh, Saints Row um, was was announced. And, um, we finally saw the trailer in terms of, like the art direction, at least what they're, they seem to be going for. Um, and additionally a little, like a snid, a snippet of gameplay, which was like maybe 10 seconds. Um, but was pretty dope at least from what, at least what they're going with. Um, so, uh, you, you can, you can create your own character still. So that was the biggest thing for me. Cause I mean, it's like, it's not a saints row game. If you, uh, if you can't create your own character, um, oh yeah. The voice options. Um, 
you can upgrade any vehicle off road. So if you want to take a garbage truck to the desert and spin donuts, knock your ass out. Um, I, th- the location seems to take place in like either like a mix between the desert and, uh, Mexico. It feels like at least the vibe, uh, at least they call it specifically a uh, Santo Ileso, Santo Ileso, uh, a vibrant functional city in the heart of the American Southwest, uh, in a world rife with crime, <laughs> rife with crime, uh, rife with crime where lawless factions fight for power. A group of young friends embark on their own criminal adventure. <laughs> that sounds too, uh, that sounds a little too upbeat. I think the embark is, uh, I don't know about that as they rise to the top in their bid to become self-made, but wouldn't it be like selves made if it's multiple? Never mind. Let's, let's, let's not get into semantics. Um, yeah. So, very fairly similar to um the you know previous Saints Row games at least so far um gunplay is said to be more precise but with an arcade feel so it's still Saints Row but they spend a lot of time refining the combat to make it feel really good that's pretty good so i think that's the one thing um i think I think Saints Row had the edge over with Grand Theft Auto. Um, there will be XP and leveling to unlock skills along with perks through, though it isn't based on what um, Volition's done with previous games. There's a new twist in how they are handling it, said to have a lot of depth. Uh, they added more options and choices when players are in fights. So, yeah, that was my biggest, uh, I guess, um, desire with with this this reboot is that they still like I don't know um, cater to that niche of kind of being similar to Grand Theft Auto but being its own thing where I feel like I feel like Saints Row is kind of the modern day Grand Theft Auto if Grand Theft Auto stuck with its kind of vibe from like the PS2 era of games like uh, uh, GTA 3, Vice City and San Andreas um, where it felt it felt more unrealistic, I guess, if that makes it, it felt more um, abstract than like real realistic, like, um, you know, GTA 4 and 5. Um, so I think as long as, as they, they stick with that kind of angle to kind of separate themselves from, um, you know, Grand Theft Auto, the juggernaut that is, uh, I think they'll definitely do fine. Uh, I, I am a fan of the art style. Uh, it, it does look, it, it kind of looks, it is veers a little bit more on the realistic side where it isn't as like, you know, cartoony as like the previous saints row games, which I think it could potentially work. I guess it's just hard to fathom seeing it in action and seeing all that gel together. Well, but I mean, I think only time will tell, uh, to see if that actually comes to fruition. Um, at least weapon wise volition promises that it's still planning to introduce some ridiculous, (laughs) ridiculous, ridiculous over the top weaponry 
as is the series trademark by this point. Shoot revolvers from the hip, fire and forget with a rocket launcher, obliterate up close using melee heavyweights, complete with brutal takedowns, a vast variety of familiar and exotic weapons, all customizable. Um, yeah, we talked about the world a bit. Uh, apparently, the St. Illeso is the biggest and best Saints Row playground ever, spread across nine unique districts surrounded by the vast, majestic beauty of the Southwest Desert. Um, El Dorado looks like a low rent, <laughs> low rent Vegas, rundown buildings. Uh, you can call reinforcements. Uh, I know in the trailer they show like the gangs. Gangs are back. Um, I'm I'm assuming some may maybe come in. Well, I guess because it's a reboot, they probably might use some of the might bring some of those gangs back. But you know, give put a new spin on it. If if I would guess, uh, fast travel. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I think this was a big one too. You can uh, buy properties and you know. <laughs> Kind of like uh, Grand Theft Auto, well, at least the previous ones. Um, yeah, buy players will be able to buy real estate properties, use them for various criminal enterprises. Uh, one of the examples, including starting a drug running business, using fast food meat trucks as cover. Yeah, that's straight up break. Uh, bacon, <laughs> bacon bad. <laughs> bacon bad. Ooh, somebody needs to make that happen. Breaking bad. So. Um, bases. Yeah. So sweet co-op. Oh yeah. That's a big one too. Um, they did confirm that, uh, the whole, the entire campaign, uh, will be playable in co-op. Um, so you can literally play the whole story campaign with a buddy in a co-op. I'm digging that. Um, every mission in the game is a co-op mission. And oh yeah, I did. I don't think I uh, caught this. It also includes co-op co-op play across console generations as well. I'm not sure if it's a, a cross supports cross play, but at least cross generation. So uh, Xbox One can play with um, Xbox Series X, vice versa. Well, obviously vice versa because both uh, insurance fraud. So some of the mini games are going to be coming back. At least that. Insurance fraud was pretty fun. It's fun as hell. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm assuming some of the other ones. Uh, there was insurance fraud. Then what else was a really good one? I'm trying to recall. Damn. Let me look real quick. Let's see. Um, oh, mini games. Or diversions. Activities. Um, oh, demolition derby earned by crashing, destroying cars, drug trafficking, uh, while they drove around to make deals. Escort, <laughs> escort was basically crazy tacky, uh, taxi, but with prostitutes. <laughs> um, mayhem, mayhem was fun. Basically felt kind of like burnout. Uh, but you know, you're on foot and then you can like cause havoc, like with, grenades and, you know, Molotovs and stuff like that. That was a really good one. Um, oh, <laughs> snatches technically crazy taxi, but I think you're taking prostitutes from rival pimps. 
man, yeah. Saints Row was wild, but it wasn't. It, yeah, it was wild. I'm, I'm trying to defend it, but <laughs> Saints Row was pretty wild. Yeah, I really like Mayhem and Insurance Fraud were for sure my favorites, at least from going by the original one. So pretty cool. And I think in addition as well, that also separates it from Grand Theft Auto having its own spin on stuff. Even though I think Grand Theft Auto technically kind of had its, at least the older, the older games. Um, well, five kind of had some of that. Like, I think they called it Rampage, where it was kind of similar, where you just, just go crazy. <laughs> go crazy. Ah, go stupid. Ah, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm digging it. I kind of hope that, uh, multiplayer. I hope, I hope that multiplayer, um, well, I hope they do kind of have a, they bring multiplayer back, but I don't think they will. I think, um, it wasn't, <laughs> it was very niche. I don't think it would generally appeal to everybody, but I personally would like to see it come back. That would be, you know, I had a lot of very, a lot of fun moments with, uh, the multiplayer. Um, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm not getting the hopes up. It would be cool. I mean, volition if you listen, because I know you are. Um, it wouldn't hurt if you did it though. I'm just, I'm just saying. So, all in all, oh yeah, and it's coming out uh February, February twenty second, uh, twenty twenty two. So, yeah, uh, twenty twenty two, first half is looking looking real stuffed. That's all I'm going to say. Looking, looking real meaty. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, moving on, uh, also from that, they did, uh, finally reveal, uh, at least what was before the rumored heavily rumored, like, um, Marvel XCOM game, uh, which is, you know, being made by the same people that, uh, developed XCOM. And finally we got that, which was, uh, which is called midnight suns or Marvel midnight suns where I, I must, it's, I think it's taken some slight inspiration from a particular comic, but in addition is putting its own spin on it, I believe. Um, yeah, when hell, (laughs) when hell awakens, only they can stop it. Rise up and join a darker order of heroes to defeat Lilith before the dark hold is complete in this tactical RPG set in the darker side of the Marvel universe. So at least what they're propping, uh, the, uh, I, I would assume is kind of like the, I don't know, um, what would you call it? The advertising cast, whatever you got, you got Wolverine, you got Iron Man, uh, you got this new girl. I don't even, I forgot her name, but, but I mean, she got to prove herself anyway. And you got, uh, you got a uh, blade blade. Who's pretty dope. You don't even, you don't, I mean, you don't, you don't see blade as the top. Like, I don't know. You don't see him in the cover arts. You don't see him on the, the, the ads or anything like that. So, uh, you got, you got, um, was ghost rider. Of course he looks, he looks drastically different in design from, you know, his general like template of a uh, design. So, um, 
Yeah, pretty dope. Pretty dope. I'm digging it. I am digging it. So, yeah. Um, looks pretty dope. Uh, I mean, I don't think we, we have not got any gameplay. They didn't, I'm pretty sure they didn't really show anything, but I think it was all just CG, but all in all, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, PS4, 5, Xbox One, <laughs> Series 6, <laughs> Nintendo Switch, Steam, uh, all drop in, uh, September 1st. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they did have Captain America. Um, is there any, no, that's pretty much it. So, well, yeah, I guess it is. It's original thing. It seems like, um, as somebody who's not fully versed in the comic comic universe, quote unquote, there will be a, a total of 13 allied heroes in all drawn from the Avengers, X-Men runaways and beyond. So maybe it's, it's this own unique original thing. So, but I'm interested as somebody who, who dabbles in tactical games. Uh, it's definitely piques my interest as <laughs> recently my soft spot has been like Marvel and superhero related stuff as of, as of late. So my interest is peaked. Interest is peaked. Um, then after that, they, uh, dropped a trailer, dropped a trailer for what is, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Shredder's Revenge. So I was anticipating a, um, a shadow drop. Unfortunately, we didn't get it, but you know, I think it actually is delayed. Um, I don't, but I'm, but I'm, I don't think we got actually a concrete date regardless, but if anything, um, I, maybe they promised it will be out in 2021, but then they uh, at least announced that it's going to be coming in 2022. Um, but either way, uh, it is now coming out in 2022. So, uh, they showed a dope ass trailer, which was pretty damn awesome. I'm, uh, I'm looking re rewatching it now. So the biggest thing they announced a uh, new character, uh, April O'Neil, April O'Neil. All right. You, you've been wanting a player. You've been, you've been needing it. You've been wanting it. You've been fiending for it. Well, now you're going to get it. <laughs> now you're going to get it. Your, your prayers have been answered. Um, so yeah, man, I've, I guess I've not really seen too much of the gameplay, but I don't think they've necessarily shown too much, but this is, this is looking literally like streets of rage, but with uh Ninja turtle spin on it. But you know, of course, having its own unique take on uh kind of that formula, just, uh, I'm going to say this again. Uh, Dottie dot EMU is doing God's work right now. You know, they are like reviving all these dormant franchises. I think this is definitely shaping up to be a dope ass, um, really dope. Um, yeah, new addition to the, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, I guess, <laughs> game line, uh, franchise. Um, I'm looking forward to it and, uh, let's, we need to, 
take a second, a moment to marvel at um, April O'Neil. Her combo's looking pretty damn dope. She she incorporating every <laughs> every form of AV <laughs> every form of AV equipment known to man. <laughs> she got it in her repertoire. Don't you worry. Um, ugh, yeah. And then I, I mean, probably the best the best thing about this trailer, I guess, apparently, uh, her combos. Uh, I'm not sure how it works. Um, I don't think we've seen like actual gameplay, but literally in her combo, <laughs> she can end her combo by doing uh it, it seems like it's um copy from um Obama's like a famous mic drop where <laughs> she she's kissing and then dropping up the mic, <laughs> which is ugh ugh that's whoever whoever made that decision you guys, you deserve everything in the world because that is the best. It's like that alone. It's like, you know what? I need to mess with some April O'Neil. I might, I mean, move over Leonardo, <laughs> move over Leonardo. I don't April O'Neil looking, looking pretty, looking pretty enticing. I have to say so. Yeah. So who this definitely got me even more hyped for uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Um uh but I mean I hate to say it but I'm like if 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 uh, April O'Neil's in the mix, I mean where's Casey Jones? That's you can't have April O'Neil in the mix without Casey Jones. Like that's just that's having peanut butter with no jelly, you know? I mean, come on now. So I I assume that's going to happen at some point, but um yeah, I am very, very looking forward to this uh, when it comes out next year. So, who, April, she does a mic drop. That is so. <laughs> she dropped a mic and killed the dude. I guess they're robots. I'm, I'm assuming that's their excuse for it. Since I guess I believe the Ninja Turtles IP or licensing, whatever, is owned by um, Nickelodeon, or I'm assuming they bought it. Um, so yeah, Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, fuck, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, after that, or at least I'm probably skipping over some stuff, at least that wasn't necessarily notable, but, um, or caught my eye specifically, but. Um, Halo came out, uh, which is weird. <laughs> I guess the weirdest part was because Halo or Xbox had their own games come uh, kind of thing. And then, but it didn't, it was, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It like, didn't even, it wasn't as it, it I guess it wasn't really worthwhile to watch at least after the fact. I mean, it was some tidbits, but I mean, the, the expectations were tempered. Um, I believe Aaron Greenberg, who's like the head in terms of the games division, I want to say, you know, tempered the expectations, but I mean, still it was, it was weird. I think they talked about halo I, I, or is that where they announced? I think that's where they announced that, um, halo will, uh, not have co-op and well, will not have a co-op campaign, <laughs> co-op campaign, co-op campaign at uh launch, which is 
at least for me personally, it wasn't a huge deal. I generally have not really played any of the Halos uh, specifically in co-op initially. Uh, I generally, I maybe there would be times where I would play with people like in between, but I think ultimately I would just play it by myself. And then, uh, if I'm like, you know, if I was in my achievement honey mode, at least I remember with halo three, but outside of that, um, generally would not need to, or, or, uh, you know, be a big deal for me personally, but totally understand for people that's their tradition. Um, I mean, halo two did have some pretty dope co-op, uh, one, the original, of course. Um, and then, you know, everyone going forward after that. So, um, that is a bit of a bummer. I totally understand that. Um, but I think at some point you just have to make a decision considering the, the, the rocky road that is a halo. Um, especially, which is crazy that this game is supposed, was supposed to come out last year. Um, <laughs> around, uh, presumably, uh, November. Cool. That's good. They definitely made that, that last minute decision, but, and then in addition to that, the forge as well, um, which is the, you know, kind of the, uh, sandbox mode where you can create maps and share and stuff like that, that will be delayed as well, which is totally understandable. Uh, at least as somebody who's not, uh, obsessed, obsessive about, about that aspect. I know there, of course there are people that are, but. Um, it seems like of the things that you can prioritize, it seems to make sense in terms of, you know, knocking that down, knocking that down in a, in the priority list. So, um, yeah. So I, they, they uh, announced that along with talking about some of the multiplayer and like the feedback regarding the, uh, technical tests that, um, you know, we talked about way back and I, I uh, thankfully got to participate in. So. Um, it seems like, yeah, they got a lot of information, got a lot of data and feedback to kind of, uh, make the game better, uh, which is, you know, Hey, that's all, that's, that's what, that's what it's all about. Right. It's all, it's all what what it's all about. Um, yeah. So, uh, then, um, at, at, uh, get, Gamescom opening night live, uh, Jeff Keeley's event. Uh, then they came there and then announced that Halo Infinite, uh, will be releasing, um, on December 8th, which is, that's a, that's a little, um, I, I, I guess brave, uh, in terms of like, you know, releasing that one that late, you're also missing like, uh, Thanksgiving, um, yeah, you're missing a lot there. And then on top of that, like uh game of the year awards, I think it's definitely past the general cutoff point for most award, uh, awards there. Um, yeah, it's a lot that's being, uh, you know, sacrificing, uh, just release it just right before the end of the year. Um, but I mean, it definitely considering the, the Rocky history of this game, it, it seems like they, they need as much time as they can. So, but yeah, at least now it seems like they're going uh, with a seasonal kind of um, structure in terms of like releasing content, uh, you know, on with a season season wise is generally a three month period, um, it, it, at least as far as like, you know, 
similar games like Gears 5 is concerned, even though technically <laughs> Gears 5 released fully with, you know, multiplayer and a uh, campaign that, you know, you could play uh, multiple components. But I mean, for Halo, considering the rocky history, it seems like that it makes sense. So, um, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm going to start that. <laughs> start the Spartan journey on, um, August, well, no, December 8th. So it's cool. Also, they, uh, dropped the, the, the elite, the elite controller version, a uh, halo elite, uh, limited edition. <laughs> I gotta do it. Limited edition. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put some sexiness into it. Um, limited edition, uh, elite, uh, controller series two. A little bit of a bummer because um, it's still the series two. And on top of that, uh, it isn't like doesn't have like literally any features of um, the the um, the new Xbox Series X controllers, which is at least the biggest. The biggest one is the dedicated share button, which this doesn't have, which is a bit of a letdown. Like, uh, you, you think it would be the series three at this point, which I'm pretty sure is at least in the pipeline, but you know, Hey, it is what it is. Um, maybe there might be some hidden feature that maybe lets you do it, but I mean, it's not a deal like horrible. I mean, obviously you could just, if you don't have a series X controller, you can, you know, just hit the guide button and then, you know, share record that way. But just a bit of a disappointment, you know, all things considered in that point, but hopefully it isn't as horrible in terms of manufacturing in terms of like, you know, the, the very, uh, troubled, um, I guess quality concerns for these controllers. If, uh, you know, uh, going by past episodes where we talked about that, but we shall see. But on top of that, they also announced the halo infinite, uh, limited edition, <laughs> limited, limited edition. edition, uh, 20, uh, well, I guess they, well, they say it's 20th celebrating 20 years of halo slash Xbox totally makes sense to do it. But, uh, halo infinite limited addiction, <laughs> limited addiction, limited edition Xbox, uh, series X console. I, 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 the more I look at it, the more I'm like, indecisive, I guess it's like, you know, it looks to emulate uh, master chief's visor alongside the constellation of like, you know, uh, the sky. I mean, the top looks cool. It's like blue instead of the green and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence, but <laughs> I mean, good luck getting one anyway, regardless. It's, you thought like getting a series X is, is tough. I mean, you factor this into it as well. It's like, uh, good luck. Scalpers about to have yet another field day. Well, I think they technically went live last yesterday. Uh, at least some, I know there's some other retailers that are trickling it, trickling it out as well. So, uh, but all in all, Hey, I mean, we at least get in the camp campaign as well as the multiplayer. I mean, those are generally when you think about Halo, more or less the fundamentals. Uh, I'd say maybe more multiplayer than campaign, and, and depending on the game. But at least, if anything, multiplayer is always there. 
Um, I mean, if they needed to, I feel like they, I feel like they should just, you know, delay the uh, campaign if they need to. But I mean, you know, I think either way they have to get this game out regardless. So I think this is probably the best, um, the best median they could, uh, they could come to, you know, just have the seasonal content release all of the other promise stuff, you know, down the road. So cool. Cool. Then, um, horizon, uh, forbidden West. They, uh, came out, came out with the news that, uh, unfortunately they have to delay, uh, the game to next year, even though, well, they, it was technically rumored. Like I think we talked about, uh, on a previous episode, but, uh, at least now <laughs> we did get confirmation that it is, uh, being delayed, but we, I don't think we got a definitive release date anyway, but, uh, at least it is going to be delayed to, uh, February 18th, 2022. So <laughs> yet again, uh, uh, first half of 2022 is looking real, looking real, uh, double stuffed, quadruple stuffed, quintuple stuffed. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, totally understandable. Take your time. I still got to play the first one. So, uh, take your time, take, take as much time as you need. Uh, but on top of that, uh, I think this kind of got released or at least, uh, people caught on, uh, about it earlier, but, uh, they also announced that, um, horizon zero dawn, the first game is going to get a 60 FPS patch, 60 FPS. I should, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that now. 60 FPS. Um, so yeah, if you have the PlayStation five and, um, the, uh, PS four, well, I guess there's no PS five version, but if you play uh horizon zero Dawn on your PS five, you'll get, <laughs> get that 60 FPS, um, on your console. So, I mean, what more do you want? Um, so yeah, that's pretty dope. Uh, that's actually perfect for me as somebody who's, uh, not yet, uh, got my feet wet, put my, put my toe in, uh, horizon. So, um, yeah, pretty, I love it. Everybody need to get some 60 FPS. You need it. You want it. Just get it. You need it. You want it and just get it. So, um, after that. Well, I guess that's what's te- what was technically the end of the show. They uh, capped it, capped it off with uh, Death Stranding director's cut. Um, they essentially showed uh, somewhat more of an extended trailer, still a little bit vague in terms of uh, explicitly what every new detail was. Um, but I mean, yeah. So we knew about the racing mechanic that's in there. Uh, I don't think we knew about, we knew that there was going to be more delivery options. Um, I wasn't, I don't think we knew about the, 
I'm not sure if we knew about the cargo catapult. Maybe we did. I don't recall. But if any, it, regardless, there there was. Uh, I think we did not know about thrusters, which is like it seems like just jetpacks, where if you get launched in the sky, you know, very high and a very far distance. I know generally that would cause damage if you managed to do that somehow, or there was some way to mitigate that. I want to say, but either way. There is more options to tra traverse the, the environment faster, which is definitely one of my gripes with the game. I mean, I definitely appreciate the, uh, appreciated the environment, the world, the views and stuff. But outside of that, uh, yeah, at times it's like, uh, I mean, I know it's fun. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I mean, I kind of want to shoot. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but I kind of want to shoot somebody though. <laughs> convict killers are after they <laughs> convict killers after they get out of jail. I'm enjoying this, but I kind of want to shoot somebody. Uh, that is horrible. Um, I think we saw the buddy bot in the previous trailer, but uh, I think maybe they showed more um, features of the buddy bot. I think they showed that uh, previously you're able to, um, ride on it. Um, but I think additionally, uh, you can put cargo and stuff on it as well, which, um, I think they're, I think maybe we didn't see them, uh, carrying, uh, Sam on it. So one of those, but maybe they just showed it in more, uh, detail and specifics. Um, firing range. So you can, uh, you know, practice and shoot and do train and stuff. It seems like, uh, I guess there's a new gun, a new maser gun that stuns enemies. Um, it seemed like they had like what would look like a VR mission emulation type, type, uh, uh, missions, <laughs> VR emulation missions type missions. But, um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the fence about it, but I mean, I, 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 I did enjoy the first one. So I'm, I'm just out of pure, I'm, I'm more, I guess, motivated by, uh, curiosity than like, you know, um, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to enjoy this, but, uh, boss battles you can revisit from the private room, which I thought you could do. Maybe I guess it was only specifically the um, the periodic moments with uh, Mads, Mads Nicholson's uh, character. I forgot his name, but I think there was those specific areas you can replay. But I guess you couldn't do the bosses. I thought you could, but I guess you couldn't. Apparently you could not. Uh, new online ranking system, I think specifically towards the fire range uh, with the with the leaderboards. Um, and then I guess there's new action, quote unquote, action pack delivery missions, which I feel like that, that seemed like that came from uh, Kojima saying like, oh, you guys are fucking you guys. That's all you <laughs> gamers only want one thing and it's disgusting uh, type deal like here, <laughs> here, damn uh, action pack missions here, damn. Um, it seems very similar. I mean, obviously it's hard to like deny the similarities to uh, metal gear solid, but they're definitely there. Uh, there's a lot of sneak sneaking snow, <laughs> sneaking snow, sneaking stealth and, you know, uh, espionage to be had. So, 
I, I'm curious how much that is. Um, it's just, it feels like there's just a lot in the air right now that we don't know about that. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's concerning. At least at first it seemed like, Oh, this could potentially definitely change a lot. Uh, but I don't know. Thinking about it more, it feels like this, I don't may potentially not substantially change my personal thoughts and sentiments with the game, but who knows? I'll, I'll more than likely give it another shot just to, just to, just to feel something. Um, (laughs) partially, uh, you know, want a new metal gear. Maybe it's, it maybe is, is a underlying subconscious, uh, motivator as well, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna talk about that. Even though we did talk about that. Um, yeah. And that was pretty much it. Uh, but I forgot to mention, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, King of fighters 15. Uh, they did this at the pre-show with a uh, Kyle Bossman. Dude is funny to me. I, I find him very hilarious, but, um, he just comments on the real stuff. That's like, <laughs> we're all thinking, um, which I appreciated his angle on the pre-show is like, Hey, you know, you, you really just are waiting to see the real show. Aren't you? I mean, I know I, I am myself as well. So I kind of, I appreciate that angle. Just being honest, <laughs> honest, just, yeah, just shamefully, uh, un, uh, unabashedly honest. Um, but yeah, during that, it was, was a pretty big reveal to be honest. Um, King of fighters 15, <laughs> we actually saw the UI for the game, which is, uh, it's kind of surreal. We have not seen any menus or any inter- interactions of, of the sort, just, uh, literally like character trailers that, you know, every couple of weeks it felt like, but it was hard to keep up. It was like all these damn character trailers. Then there's team trailers on top of that. Uh, personally, it was, I know I missed some trailers, but Jesus, uh, then they did confirm at least there is set to be 39 characters at launch. Um, three, three V three team team battle mode is confirmed, which I think that's generally, if I recall, that's generally somewhat of a staple for King of fighters. Um, what else? Oh yeah. DLC characters. There's going to be additional six. Um, it seems like they're going to be released in like, um, uh, team format. It seems like where they'll release the whole literal team. Cause I guess at least catching up on King of fighters as not being a fan previously, but at least have been at least looking at it and, you know, researching it from afar. Um, it seems like, I guess each they're canonically, at least in the story, it seems like each team is a thing. And you know, there's like some story counterparts I'm assuming to some extent. So that seems to make the most sense to, um, do it that way. But, uh, roll back net code, roll back net code. You love to see it. You love to see it. Roll back net code. Let's keep it going. So, uh, that was, a you know, up in the air in terms of if that was, would be a thing, but, um, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I'd say hold your reservation still because, you know, (laughs) 
uh, Harada of uh, Tekken fame, uh, you know, claim that they now have rollback net code, but it's not rollback net code. So we have to ultimately wait until the game comes out to fully see. But, you know, at least I myself, or at least as somebody who doesn't play fighting games too often, um, I definitely will at least support this game, you know, to support the fighting games, even though as much as I don't play them, I do, I do fairly enjoy from time to time to spectate, <laughs> spectate and appreciate, <laughs> spectate and appreciate. So, um, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, it is a shame though. I know the 14 had 50 characters, but this is only going to have 39 uh, I'm, I'm guessing we'll probably, the DLC will probably, you know, put it back to, uh, at least 50, 50. So King of fighters, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do, uh, the, the announcer's voice in the trailer, King of fighters, um, um, uh, shatter all expectations. Uh, let's, let's go, go. Shatter, shatter all expectations. expectations. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is most having to move my, my lips and open my mouth at the same time to try to <laughs> try to match that guy's enthusiasm. That's, that's all you're going to get from somebody as chill as me. All right. So, um, yeah. So yeah, pretty much that was all of, um, Gamescom 2021, at least so far, uh, at least as far as, uh, this recording, um, Sifu, forgot about Sifu. I'm looking forward to that. Um, it didn't seem like they showed anything necessarily new, but, um, you know, there is that as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the highlights, at least the highlights. So cool. Cool. Uh, next topic. This is, (laughs) this is a little weird. I'm not even going to lie. A little weird. So uh, Fortnite, of course, the game that never stops hitting the headlines news, um, has this new event, uh, called the MLK March through time, uh, event, uh, apparently presented by time, uh, magazine, um, or I guess they're time studios now. That's weird. It seems like every game magazine publishing company is going to, to like a video for which it makes sense though. I mean, publishing is dying. I would assume considering the digital landscape we're in now, especially with COVID, but, uh, yeah, either way, uh, yeah. March through time is, uh, it's interesting, man. So apparently you, um, you basically, you know, reenact, well, not necessarily reenact, but re how do I describe this? Um, re I guess try to recapture the history of the Martin Luther King speech of, uh, you know, the infamous, I have a dream speech, you know, promoting and, uh, discussing, you know, racial inequality, inequality in general, to be honest, but um, and discrimination. Uh, but you know, within the context or in the context of Fortnite, which 
I mean, this is not like necessarily the first we've seen. I mean, of course we've had like the concerts and stuff and, you know, Travis Scott, I think Ariana Grande and stuff like that. Um, you know, having literal concerts and promotional stuff. Like I think Avengers and like the Christopher Nolan movie, I forgot it. Um, tenant, I want to say, I think they premiered stuff there. So it's technically not the first scenario in terms of like non Fortnite gaming content. That's like shown within the game. But, um, I don't know how I feel about this. It, it feels weird. That's probably the best way to describe it. Um, just, I guess having something very serious and, um, yeah, something very serious, heavy in what feels like generally a lighthearted game for Fortnite, uh, is a little weird. Uh, and then on top of that, of course, you know, the promotion of in promotion and education of, you know, racial inequality and stuff, which, um, I don't know. I think it just depends on how it's, it's being portrayed, at least from what I've seen about it. Like, you know, your Fortnite character goes in the game and they watch, they watch the, you know, reenactment. Well, not the reenactment. They just watch the speech and kind of where it actually took place and stuff like that. Um, I guess it's just weird if Martin Luther King is, you know, doing the speech and, but you know, you got people just dancing and doing the, you know, the backpack kid dance and Carlton dance while, while the, the, you know, (laughs) a serious as heavy speech is going on. It, uh, it's just the more I think about it, it just does not it just seems like there's a lot of potential to be, uh, exploited in one way or another and generally the, the not best way. Um, I mean that, that I guess that's yet to be seen, but, or, you know, fully revealed, but I don't know. It feels like this would hurt, hurt. Um, it would, it feels like it would do the opposite of its intentions then do what actually it's intending to do. If that makes sense that, um, I don't know, man, it just does it. The intentions seem pure. They definitely seem pure educate. Um, you know, the younger, younger demographic, that's generally the, 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 um, you know, foundation of Fortnite, and, um, you know, educate them on stuff that (laughs) to be honest, probably, uh, well, I guess Martin Luther King is generally a pretty big pillar that's covered in history, but you know, a lot of other stuff they don't, they don't mention at least after the fact. So I don't know, man, it's, it depends on how it's, how it comes out, but I don't know. I'm curious to check it out myself to get a, get a, get an idea of it. But they, they, I think they said some of the emotes are turned off, uh, but I think there's a ways around it. Um, yeah, man, I don't know, man. It just seems like it, it has potential to do more harm than good. If that makes sense. I understand that the intentions are pure, but I mean, it does not feel like it will be utilized that way. So 
but shouts out to the people that did it. Uh, it was built by members, Chase Jackman, uh, GQ, XDR, XDFR, and you, you, yeah, you, you seven, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, they, they basically created this and, uh, I know, I mean, it's definitely been, you know, it's at least confirmed to be done by black people. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It just, uh, I guess just the context, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, it, thankfully it's not as like, you know, cut and dry, I guess, but like, you know, it would have been a little, little, little too weird if, you know, you got, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, Fortnite character. Hey, get a Martin Luther King character. If you watch this and you know, cool. That just feels like fuel for a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, just weirdness. I'll say, I'll say that much. Um, yeah, I appreciate the effort, but I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll ultimately have to see what the result of this will be, uh, basically, but yeah. So, um, with all that being said, that concludes the news for this week. Um, let's get into what I've been playing, uh, which, uh, actually been playing <laughs> like it's nothing new, but like it's anything new, but, um, have been playing, uh, a fair amount of stuff. Uh, Streets of Rage, of course, been playing slowly chipping that way of, uh, getting achievements, um, and earning all those. Um, what else? Uh, Windjammers 2, the, the beta ended, um, over last weekend, but got, got, got a couple more matches in my, uh, emotions have been humbled or my, uh, <laughs> confidence has been humbled at the same time. I mean, it's not a lot of people playing it, but you know, so of course you're going to get like the super, super elite players, um, and get my ass whooped. But you know, I've been, I've been losing, but I've been having fun and I'm understanding why I lost which is, I think that's the biggest, you know, issue I've generally had with like, um, fiercely competitive one-on-one games. Uh, but probably the biggest thing I've, I did play was uh, Avengers. Um, I, uh, played all the DLC I caught up. Um, I haven't, have not played, uh, I was pretty much turned off after completing the campaign. The campaign was pretty good. I, I did like it, but outside of that, which, you know, the game is set to want you to play the multiplayer, um, afterward, which I was like, mm, I'm all right. Does not nothing doesn't feel really worthwhile to me. And, and especially all the stuff they had coming out where it was like very, uh, it felt very, um, it's not necessarily pay to win. Uh, just not respectful of your time. It seemed like at least, uh, at the time before, like it came on PS five and stuff and they, you know, dropped the update, but yeah, with the Wakanda DLC that, uh, dropped, I think last week, technically I was like, you know what? All right, let me, let me, uh, and you know, the, the PS five, uh, upgrade next gen upgrades. I was like, let me, let me give uh, Avengers another shot. See how it is. Um, so I played the first DLC. I forgot what it's called, but it's the Kate Bishop DLC. 
I know that's not the actual official name, but I think it's essentially what it, what it is. And it was, uh, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't nothing to brag about. Nothing like, Oh my God, this is the best DLC ever. It felt very, it felt very, I, I hate to say DLC, but DLC ish where what I mean by that is the DLC feels very, um, very, very recycled. Like they use a lot of assets that have been recycled from the main game. If that makes sense. It just felt too un, uh, uninspired. It felt like that, like, Oh yeah, not really. But basically it led up to an event where, uh, it leads into the next DLC. Um, but I guess before we get into that, I mean, Kate Bishop as a character, uh, she's pretty cool. Um, my, uh, I mean, yeah, from a gameplay standpoint, she's pretty dope. She seems to have some exclusive technology. Um, she, I guess formerly, you know, was Hawkeye Hawkeye. Uh, but she has a sword, which, you know, I guess the maker not as sucky because <laughs> you just would have just a bow and, you know, a prayer. <laughs> it feels like, but they made, they did some things to make her a bit more interesting than at least I was anticipating. So that was cool. Uh, then it went to the, um, uh, the game, the, the quote unquote story, uh, goes into the next DLC, which is I think future imperfect where basically it feels like a, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a time, uh, you know, kind of like a multiverse kind of where you, you look into the future of what will happen. So at least the DLC starts out with the older, um, older Hawkeye. And then, you know, you see that and then you go back in present time and then there's whole, this whole time thing about, you must change, uh, the, the, the present before the past is what it's destined to be type thing. And it felt very anticlimactic toward the end. It was like, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, ugh. so yeah, I guess spoilers for the Marvel DLC. I mean, to be honest, I don't think you mentioned missing much. You're not missing much. Um, but it, at least towards the end you fight a Hulk. Uh, but this Hulk is different. I guess his name is Maelstrom, Maelstrom or something like that. Um, and you know, he's basically Hulk, but intelligent or something like that. Kind of similar to the, uh, at least Avengers Endgame, at least my reference. But, um, yeah, but then it's like, you're reusing the Hulk. So it is, I mean, it's again, the same issue with the first game, uh, DLC, which is, it's like, it just feels a little too recycled for me to be like substantial worthwhile DLC to play where it just, you know, it, it just felt very, um, uninspired. That's probably the best way to describe it. Just generic uninspired which is, <laughs> uh, no, the main campaign is really good and the gameplay is pretty decent too, but yeah, man, it just it was not a fan, did not like it too much. And then, yeah, so you beat, uh, Hulk Maelstrom or whatever. And then basically after that, there really didn't feel like a, a worthwhile payoff. You just see what's going to happen and you find Nick Fury that felt like a thing, but Nick Fury is frozen in time and that's it. And then basically 
you know, you, uh, after you see this, you're like, Oh man, I guess we need to change the world. Then that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Roll credits. I'm like, uh, mm, uh, uh mm. so, you know, there's that. Then there's a whole issue specifically with why would you have two Hawkeyes, uh, that, I mean, of course, if you look deeper, they definitely are different in their own ways, but essentially they feel very similar. They feel pretty damn similar in terms of the, I guess, general concept or loop of like, you know, combat and stuff. I mean, there are some differences, of course, like, um, Hawkeye male Hawkeye can heal a heal. He has a heal perk. Um, you know, the female counterpart can't, uh, Kate Bishop, but it just, it was, it was not enough for me personally. They felt too slim, uh, similar, but then on top of that, why would you have them as DLC separately? If anything, like, you know, uh, put them that de- together as one DLC and then have another as a totally new character, which yeah, overall bit of a letdown, bit of a letdown for both of those two, uh, DLCs. Um, there was like a couple new enemies here and there, but nothing like that had me like, Oh man, it's pretty good. So I say that with, uh, now the latest DLC that came out, the black Panther war for Wakanda, I believe DLC. And that one is like way substantially better. Um, you, you get, you get black Panther, uh, King T'Challa, um, you know, they give you a very substantial backstory of kind of like what's Lee, like what happened during the, um, what was Wakanda going through during, uh, the events of the main game of the Avengers, uh, game. And yeah, overall it was, I'd say generally is very good. Um, after playing with black Panther for a while and getting a, a feel for his, uh, mechanics, felt very fun to play. Uh, really like his, uh, dynamics and, and, you know, all his move sets and stuff. Um, he felt really good. He felt really good. Uh, the voice actor for him is of course <laughs> Kratos from a uh, God of war. Uh, uh, he felt very good, very authentic. I really, I really liked it. I really, I really dug his, uh, his performance as a uh, King T'Challa. Um, again, RIP to Chadwick Boseman. Um, but yeah, I think they did this, this DLC did, did it, did it justice. You, um, have a new Wakanda hub. So pretty much it seems like every area locale has its own dedicated hub. You do have the, um, Wakanda hub now with the DLC and, uh, you know, some of the missions and all that. Um, but yeah, very faithful to, uh, at least my, 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 uh, um, experience with, uh, Black Panther. Um, very impressed. Uh, you get the payoff of the villain. You fight, uh, Thaddeus claw, I believe. Um, and you know, Thaddeus being Thaddeus trying to steal, uh, the vibranium from Wakanda and, you know, conflict ensues. No, you will not get the, um, I don't know. This is my attempt at a, at an accent. You will not get, get our vibranium. You will not, you will not get it. Um, <laughs> the power of the black Panther will be stripped away. That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, overall I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Um, but don't want to spoil anything because I think that is the substantial DLC you want to play. Honestly, I'd say skip the first two and play the Black Panther Wakanda War for Wakanda if you are interested in the Avengers game. So after that, yeah, I tried to match and play a little bit of multiplayer, but like I could not match with anybody. So uh, admittedly, I, I was playing at a very irregular time. So uh, potentially could have been a factor like. But I mean, I think it was like Saturday at like, you know, <laughs> two in the morning, but I thought people were playing then, but maybe not. So yeah, um, all in all, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend the War for Wakanda DLC. If you have the Avengers game and you liked the, the base, um, story campaign for the Avengers, I do recommend it. Uh, I think it's very worthwhile, very authentic, uh, to, to the, um, you know, Black Panther as a character. I think they did him justice in his first, I guess, technical, like quote unquote solo game debut, um, you know, as a, as a game character, I was very satisfied. So, um, yeah. Then after that, uh, played, um, played ghosts of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know why I'm doing an African accent, but Ghost of Tsushima. Um, DLC. Uh, called Island. Well, I think it's Icky Island. At least that's the new. So basically, there's uh the new version of of uh Ghost of Tsushima came out called the Director's Cut. With the Director's Cut, I think we briefly maybe talked about it. Uh, you get actually a fully lip synced, <laughs> fully le- lip synced, uh, Japanese, uh, voice track. So now at least the, you know, issue with, uh, the base game of, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is that, um, if you wanted to play the game in Japanese in terms of, you know, language and, you know, Japanese with subtitles, the lips were not synced. It seems like it was just doing, they were speaking English, but then, it was just the Japanese track voice records, you know, with it where, you know, overall it was not the, the lips weren't synced with the Japanese voices. So at least now with this director's cut, they did add that, which uh, I have not tried, but, uh, I, I, I'm at least going to save it for when I maybe potentially do just a new game plus, um, since there's some achievements and stuff tied to it, but at least, um, yeah, that's one of the, I guess, notable new additions as well as of course the, uh, uh, upgrades to the PS fives hardware in terms of, you know, um, 60 FPS, which I think there technically was a PS four patch, which you could technically do if you don't care for the DLC, but, um, yeah, but definitely the biggest attraction for this director's cut is the new, uh, icky Island DLC, um, which basically, uh, adds a whole new, um, uh, area, uh, Island you play on, um, and you know, new missions, uh, quests and, uh, collectibles and stuff, all of the like, um, on that new Island, which I think definitely, uh, makes this, uh, worthwhile. So you have that as well as, um, uh, I guess what else I'm trying to think of, um, no, I guess that's pretty much it, but there's a lot of stuff that is added on top of that, um, in general. So, uh, 
Um, yeah, it's, uh, definitely makes it worthwhile. Uh, I've, I fully beat it, completed it, uh, completed everything, uh, got all the collectibles. Um, it was very much worthwhile. I definitely thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was really good, really good. Had a great time with it. Um, yeah. Um, the, I think it perfectly complements the main story of the game, which, uh, I think that's somewhat very rare and hard to do in a lot of scenarios with DLC that like, you know, comes after the fact of the main game, but I think it does. <laughs> they might've had this in the roadmap cause I think it does it perfectly in terms of, uh, at least to, to, to briefly touch on a bit of the story of what it talks about is that, um, it, it talks about the, it talks about the story of, um, or it, explores more on the story of, um, uh, Jen's father and, you know, his guilt of, um, not, not a huge spoiler of the story, but Jen's guilt of, of not helping his father and letting him die, um, on the Island that he's on where he actually died. And there's a lot of, uh, story elements that come to play, uh, with that. So, um, yeah, yeah. All in all, um, pretty great, pretty great. I definitely recommend it. Um, if, if you, uh, have, um, played the main story and are interested in the DLC or, you know, have already completed the game and, you know, looking to dip back in, I think this is definitely a perfect entry point for you. Uh, all in all, after doing everything, it felt like 10 to 15 hours. If you do all the extra stuff like collectibles and stuff, but um, which again, I, I will always appreciate for Ghost of Tsushima is that they respect your time in terms of not making you do just straight up meaningless, arbitrary stuff just to do it. If that makes sense, where it felt like each component felt substantial and thought out and not just, Hey, we're just going to fish artificially bloat this game just to do it, you know? So yeah. Um, after that. Uh, also played the, uh, tales of arise demo. Um, that, that was pretty dope. I, I definitely enjoyed, um, enjoyed that. Uh, I have to say one thing about that game and, uh, it is, it is crazy, but <sighs> That game looks beautiful as hell, man. The art style of this game looks looks really damn good. Um, ugh, it is. I could not get over how game how good the game looks. Um, from an artistic standpoint, it feels like a weird, very like seamless blend between cell sh cell shading and three slight three D, but more on the. Well, I mean, it's definitely three D, but it it feels like it it, it, it meets this perfect sweet, sweet spot between the two. Um, which yeah, I, I'm just really liking, I'm really digging a lot. So, um, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, from what I played, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, I guess it kind of close, at least for my frame of reference, they seem to be as close to final fantasy seven remake with like real time combat. But, there are some aspects that are kind of, um, kind of, uh, turn-based in terms of certain aspects 
or, you know, you can ultimately, I think you can do in the same uh, essence as Final Fantasy VII Remake. You can like have it where it's uh, uh, turn-based, um, you know, manually if you want to do it that way where uh, the, the, the characters will interact in a way of being turn-based um, and you don't have to play it in real time, which I think it's cool just to have the option. Um, yeah, uh, I guess one gripe in terms of at least me playing the game on um, a real-time action-based format is it it's um i wish you could swap characters on the fly either that or i'm or i maybe possibly didn't figure that out yet but um you you have to pause the game kind of uh in a like a sub menu while you're in combat and then swap your character and then come back i wish there was some cool way to like seamlessly swap between characters similar to <laughs> final fantasy seven remake where you can like swap characters on the fly. But I don't know, maybe that potentially would make the game. I don't think that would necessarily make it hard easier necessarily. Um, yeah. Uh, either I didn't see it. it. It seemed like it makes sense at least from what the combat felt like. It felt like you could just seamlessly swap between people, you know, do some crazy stuff with combos and stuff. And there is a combo system where it definitely seems to suggest a, um, you know, a more arcadey combat system that, you know, maybe you can like juggle a character and have somebody else uh, chip in and start juggling them as well or something like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, definitely, definitely, uh, I'm definitely interested in, uh, I think I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Um, as somebody who's not played the previous tales games, it, from what I've uh, briefly researched, it seems to be like, uh, a huge ass lineage of, a of, a tales of games, um, you know, that are of varying, I think varying quality here and there depending, but I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. Uh, I'm definitely more than likely probably going to check it out at some point. Uh, they had some pretty dope characters. There's like a, of course, a sword guy, a boxing type dude that uses his fist. Of course, I picked him first. Um, uh, a kind of a knight woman that has like a big ass shield and I think a lance, if I recall, a uh, magic, uh, uh, magic woman. Um, it's a girl, <laughs> it's a girl with a gun. <laughs> She's just uh, shooting from a distance. So it's definitely a varied, like, um, you know, uh, range of characters to kind of mess with. And then the, uh, each characters have, have like, it's weird. So you control one character and then the other characters that you're not controlling, you can have them chip in to do like assist attacks. It feels like closest to like, um, Marvel versus Capcom in a sense where, you know, you can, Hey, <laughs> and then they just jump in off whatever they're doing and jump in and like, you know, attack characters or whatever character you're fighting. And then there's some, I forgot what it's called. It's like, I think just attack or something where, uh, it's like a special attack where you can get somebody in and it'll do what feels like a special. So all in all, I am really, uh, I'm, I'm very interested into it. Um, interested in it. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, then <laughs> keeping that demo train going. Choo -choo. <laughs> um, also, 
also played uh, WarioWare. Get it? <laughs> I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Played uh, Warrior <laughs> WarioWare. Get it together. <laughs> uh, so basically, this is, I think, the first Wario game uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm at least familiar with the Wario games. I've never played them. Uh, I maybe dabbled with a Wario game here and there, but I've never actually owned and played one. And, uh, I, I get the, I, I got the general concept, at least from what I've seen from, you know, gameplays and stuff, but essentially it feels like, um, just, just the onslaught of quick mini games and being able to react and do whatever is requested of the mini games. But generally the, the mini games vary in terms of like, um, of, uh, you know, zaniness, like generally most of all of them are very quirky and weird and, and kooky, <laughs> um, which is a uh, pretty cool, uh, at least from what I played with this demo, it seemed like a slight letdown in terms of like what I was familiar with, with from the other Mario, uh, Wario where games where, uh, they don't seem to be as kooky and like weird as I was hoping them to be, but I guess maybe they topped themselves at some point with some of the other games. But then again, maybe they're probably possibly because it's a demo, maybe saving some of the really good games, uh, for the main game, um, which I could totally understand. And that may be another factor too. I'm assuming like there was a lot of the same game, uh, mini games, but you know, I'm pretty certain that that'll be changed with, you know, the main game that'll be, you know, obviously more to, uh, choose from at least character wise. There's like six, six characters they let you play with. Each has their own, you know, strengths and, and weaknesses. Like one character is a UFO. <laughs> they fly a UFO and then they can grab weapons and like, you know, like a UFO abduction, you know, that we've <laughs> pop culture, pop culture wise. We've all come to know, no, um, was a factor. And, uh, what else, what else? Um, there was a, there's a character that she has to jump. She'll, she, her character, she'll, she keeps jumping and you can't like stop her from jumping. So that's kind of a mechanic. You have to, you're, you have to fight in it potentially in some games and some other, some mini games that's actually a strength for her. So that's, kind of a fascinating aspect to kind of come into play with uh Wario just, you know, uses his jetpack and that's it. Um, there's one character who's like, <laughs> it seems like he's, he's disabled to some extent, at least from a mobility standpoint, he can only navigate and move by, uh, using a, a chain that actually like picks up or interacts with stuff, which is, yeah, again, pretty interesting. And again, there's like, um, strengths and weaknesses, to that depending on, you know, whatever mini game you're playing. So all in all, I'm definitely digging it. Um, not sure if I would immediately get it, uh, but maybe, you know, potentially if it's low enough, I might, I might dabble with it. You know, uh, does did have an option for two players. Um, I thought generally warrior Wear always had like a party option or four player option, kind of like in the essence of Mario party, but like, you know, kind of like, um, I always thought it was like, uh, there was like some type of bop it mode, like, <laughs> like who, whoever loses, lose, uh, you know, um, or 
something like that. I don't know. Uh, that would be cool though. I feel like that's been a mode in one of the previous warrior wear games. I think so. I think I maybe saw a gameplay of it that I, I'm not fully vividly remembering at least. So all in all warrior wear, <laughs> get it together. Uh, then of course, because, um, my hype, my hype cannot be contained. I mean, you guys can't see it. I'm not, I'm not the most, uh, enthusiastic person, uh, expressively, but internally the hype, uh, could not contain for no more hero, no more heroes three. Uh, so due to that, I was like, you know what? I gotta play some more, no more heroes <laughs> acting like I did. I haven't played the P haven't played and beat the PC versions. Uh, a couple episodes, uh, well, man, a couple, a month or so ago, I want to say, um, but you know, I couldn't. So replayed uh, no more heroes one on a bitter mode. That's the hardest mode. Um, it didn't actually, well, as somebody who's played the game multiple times, um, it wasn't that hard. What was hard, uh, was the last boss, the hidden boss, uh, Henry, um, but, uh, after, you know, uh, figuring him out and playing and beating his ass, then, um, I figured it out. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Then I play a little bit of no more heroes too. I doubt I'll be able to <laughs> beat it before it drops tonight. Uh, no more heroes three, but probably, uh, get, get a quick little recap refresher. Um, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I really want to play Travis strikes again. I was not a, the biggest fan of that game. I like the story the most, but the gameplay definitely lacked. So, but yeah, uh, played that and, um, yeah, that's pretty much all of what I've been playing. So, uh, as far as what I've been, um, what I've been watching was, uh, actually, uh, <laughs> Marvel's what if, uh, the latest episode dropped and man, this episode is a doozy. So, Basically the I'm spoilers for this episode. Um, uh, what is it called? What if, uh, all the Marvel Marvel's Avengers were, uh, perished or, uh, killed essentially. I forgot the actual, uh, name of the episode, but basically the plot of the, this episode is what if, um, earth's mightiest heroes were, uh, defeated. Um, maybe that actually was the title, but either way, um, basically this is the, what if scenario, if, you know, the Avengers, the original Avengers we see in the movie, the 2012 movie were, uh, defeated, um, before actually becoming the Avengers. So basically it becomes this, this, the, the, the vibe of this episode is a very like weird thriller, uh, kind of vibe with a little bit of like, kind of a little slight horror. Cause it's like, I think maybe your expectations being tempered for like, you know, this is a Disney, this is, you know, this is Marvel with Disney and nothing crazy, nothing crazy about that right now, but <laughs> some kids might, <laughs> some kids might cry if you, uh, <laughs> if you show them this movie, I mean, uh, this episode. Um, but yeah, so basically it starts off as, um, they get, they get in touch with, uh, Iron Man, I think kind of basically, uh, retreading some of the plots before, before, um, before two, either one or two, 
Um, and then basically at a point where they give him a shot to heal his, you know, uh, I forgot what condition he had with, you know, I guess I'm assuming a shrapnel they got, uh, hit put in his chest. Um, but basically he dies from that shot he got. And then people are suspecting that it was Natasha Romanoff, uh, that killed him who was there. Um, but you know, basically through the whole plot, like <laughs> the Avengers are getting dropped like crazy. Uh, Thor gets killed with a, a bow and arrow from, um, Hawkeye who didn't claim he didn't do it. Hawkeye who's locked up gets, gets killed, uh, randomly. He just dead. And then, uh, what's his name? The Hulk just b- bloats up and it feels like spontaneously combusts. And that's, sh- <laughs> that shit felt a little graphic to be honest. Like, Whoa, this is, this is a Marvel, Marvel episode. This is Marvel. Uh, this is Disney. I was like, Oh damn. They taking some risks. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if a uh, little Billy is a, a big Hulk fan, um, little Billy, that's like two is, uh, love the Hulk. Oh, <laughs> I don't think you want to show him this episode. He might, little Billy might get a little scarred, might get a little upset, <laughs> might get a little upset. Um, so yeah, so you have that. Uh, and then I think widow, you know, gets, gets, gets done for. Um, and then Loki comes for vengeance for Thor getting killed. And, uh, essentially towards the end, they, um, Towards the end, uh, you know, we actually find out, uh, widow actually gave a hint, like hope something like there's hope, there's hope or something like that. I, I forgot what the, the quote unquote, um, actual, uh, phrase was, but basically a hint at something about hope. So he then goes to the grave for hope van Dyne, uh, I believe who was the wasp, I guess in this storyline, she died um, adjacent to like, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then, uh, who do you know comes out of nowhere? Uh, I think Hank Pym, who's not, not the, not, um, Paul Rudd's character, but, um, I forgot the dude. What is his name? Not Esponzito. Let me, who plays, it's going to drive me crazy. Who plays Hank Pym in uh, Ant-Man, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Michael Douglas, um, his character, at least they, they definitely, I'm not sure if it's the same voice actor, but it definitely sounds a lot like him. I think that's for a lot of the characters. They weren't actually, weren't actually, um, the, you know, Robert Downey Jr. And, uh, they got some like Sam, Samuel Jackson was in it and a couple others, but, uh, at least not everybody, uh, made a return. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we find out that it was actually, <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. I was like, who could it be? It was actually Ant-Man who's like, I guess, spiteful in, in, uh, on a vengeance for, I guess, blaming fury for getting hope Van Dyne killed. Cause I guess before black widow, uh, hope was, you know, um, Nick Fury's, uh, right hand woman in a lot of scenarios, but, yeah. So basically they replayed everything and showed how everybody got killed by Ant-Man. So, uh, Ant-Man apparently was in, uh, the shot. He, uh, you know, um, minimized himself and, and I guess just, <laughs> uh, 
ruptured an artery uh, in in uh, Iron Man and killed him. And then for Ant Man, I mean, uh, for Thor, uh, he um, you know hit uh, Thor's fingers or something to make him release the arrow and kill uh, Thor with the with the arrow. And then uh, I guess uh, Hawkeye when he was in 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 you know in lockup uh, for you know supposedly killing Thor. He, I guess it seemed like Hank just went in his head and just, I don't know, just cut his brain <laughs> or something like that. Then he's dead. And then, yeah, for the Hulk, which is like probably the most fucking graphic thing I think we've seen for something that's like Marvel. Uh, I mean, yeah, even I'd say even worse than like uh, <laughs> um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier um, uh, secret agent <laughs> killing the dude with the shield. We didn't even, we didn't even see it if anything, but man. So apparently, uh, Ant-Man threw a, threw a disc in, uh, at Hulk's heart, which I guess pumped blood and made him blow up and, you know, ultimately blow up and, you know, balloon. And <laughs> to be honest, that, that reminded me of some like <laughs> mortal Kombat stuff. Like, like this is pure mortal Kombat two mess. It's, it was some fatality that did that. I think Melina's kiss. That uh, if when she kissed you, you you blew up, uh, uh, and then blow up. I was like, damn, that's 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 pretty much that's pretty up there for uh, for uh, you know, just being graphic, a graphic death. Um, but I mean, they got the point across. I mean that he he had a, he had a vengeance, he had a mission, and he definitely seemingly accomplished. So, but yeah, they eventually you know thwarted him. Uh, Nick Fury uh, teaming up with Hulk or uh, Loki, I mean, and uh, thwarting his ass and, you know, ultimately locking his ass up for Well, I mean, they should have, to be honest, give him death row for that. That's killed, killed Avengers, uh, Ant-Man of all people. That's, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was like, yeah, because they showed somebody fighting, some force fighting with uh, Black Widow. And that's where, you know, obviously you should have picked it up. But I am in my head. I'm like, I don't, who could it be? <laughs> sure enough. So well done episode. Very, very messed up, but I, I appreciate it either way. Just get a nice little angle on everything. So then on top of that, uh, well, after that, uh, well, I guess technically before, but, um, walking dead, baby, come, let's come back. The last, the start of the final season of the walking dead, which they won't, won't like milk, uh, as much as possible. They won't do that. They won't milk as much as possible doing multiple breaks within seasons. I don't think, <laughs> uh, that's what that's pretty much what they probably, I uh, think they're doing, but either way, the start of the final season, part one, I'm guessing is, um, yeah, uh, it was pretty good. I liked, I liked a fair amount of aspects to it. Um, just, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Um, Negan is a bitch. Let's just say that. So spoilers for the walking dead, nothing too spoilery necessarily, but, uh, at least in this episode, um, I guess the biggest highlight, um, was basically, uh, they're trying to get out an escape or I think maybe find a place, a place to scavenge some food. They went in this trailer, um, 
or railroad underground railroad area. And basically there's some conflict between Negan and uh, Maggie who's finally come back, you know, after, of course, if you watch season six of the walk, excuse me, walking dead, you'll know what happened. (laughs) Uh, I think a lot of people left after season six, to be honest, but, um, yeah. So there's basically conflict animosity between Maggie and, uh, Negan, understandably so because of what happened in, uh, season six. Um, so basically there was some, uh, suspicion that, uh, you know, Maggie is trying, is trying to kill Negan, you know, for events that have happened. Um, and yeah. And so, yeah, some, some, some interesting dynamics come into play, uh, but then towards the end where, you know, they're in a situation where they have to escape. And of course, what do you know? Um, uh, Negan's put in a position where, uh, she needs to save, he needs to save Maggie to get a, you know, get out. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, what do you, what do you know happens? Uh, Negan, uh, basically, I think he intentionally just knocks her down to get basically <laughs> killed by the walkers, at least as far as we know. So who knows, uh, a, a, a Glenn could be pulled. Um, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. The, the Glenn dumpster, <laughs> uh, which I'm pretty certain is going to happen. I'd be surprised if, uh, it does, but yeah. So either way, um, then Maggie and Negan, uh, well, no, that was the end of the episode, but I was thinking of the, uh, the trailer for the next episode. It seems like shit's about to hit the fan, you know, somebody that they actually trust that, you know, of course was the enemy. Now they uh, were starting to trust to some extent is now not really, uh, uh redeeming himself at all. Can all things considered? Cause obviously you think, you know, he, has to show that he's good now or done good and did not happen. So yeah, very interested to see what happens. So Negan, you son of a bitch, you son of a bitch. We, we (laughs) cue the, um, (laughs) uh, uh, what was it? Damn it. You know what? Let me pull it up. Cause it's, it's, uh, it's relevant enough. It's relevant enough. Uh, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. It's only it's only necessary. I got to. <laughs> I don't have a bad attitude. Maybe I am angry inside. I've been through stuff, so I'm angry. Yes, everybody, but this is not this is not quiet, okay, but everybody when my mother yells at this, it's because she loves me. Oh, man. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How <laughs> dare you? Okay. That's, that's, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. It, it, it drew out, but that's all I wanted. So, yeah. So, <laughs> this, you know, Negan is the villain you you uh, hate, but like at the same time. And then that part that, you know, it's like, man, I do like him that you want to see get redeemed at least. <sighs> Yeah, not looking too good for you, Negan. You uh, put yourself in a very, very weird box. So, but yeah, so pretty decent uh, premiere episode. I mean, I know a lot of people have fallen off for Walking Dead, understandably so. Part of me just now, just now that I know it's ending for sure, just wants to see what happens and, you know, how to actually end it, quote unquote, you know, not being, not <laughs> factoring in the various spinoffs and movies that are in the works, but. Yeah. So 
Cool. All in all, um, think that'll do it for um, this episode of Switches Sites. So, um, if you did like like and enjoy the podcast, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your various podcasting and or uh, viewing platforms. Um, you can catch me record this podcast live on Twitch TV slash Switch. Uh, you can also catch the archive of this uh, podcast on video on uh, youtube.com slash a switch as well. Um, but yeah, until next time, y'all, uh, I got the place. Uh, no more, no more heroes. <laughs> um, so yeah, until next time, guys, get your game on. Oh, yeah. Nobody's safe.